Today's lessons. Today's lesson is called Parental Guidance Required, Making Wise Media Choices for You and Your Family. And we're using this book right here, Right Thinking in a World Gone Wrong. I highly recommend it. Let's open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, we humbly come before you, thanking you for the Lord Jesus' day, the day that he arose from the grave, defeating sin, death, and the devil on a Sunday. And we love Sundays. And I pray this whole day is set apart for you. I pray it's hallowed and set apart as holy. And help us to uh, be blessed with today's lesson. Please challenge me and everybody here to learn about making wise media choices for ourselves and our families so that we can glorify you and be the people that you want us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to start off with a very brief gospel presentation that emphasizes two huge principles that are the foundation for today's lesson. These two principles are glorifying God and the Lordship of Jesus Christ. These two building blocks have been discussed previously by Greg Ho. <clears throat> Believing in the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ is this. By God's sovereign grace alone, and thus to the praise of His glory alone. You do this when you believe. With godly conviction and godly sorrow, you repent or turn from your sins, and you put your God-given faith or trust in Jesus Christ alone. You trust Jesus as your only Savior from sin, and you surrender to Him. You submit to Him as the Lord, the ruler of your life. God causes you to be born again. The Holy Spirit uses the preaching of the gospel to give you spiritual life. God raises you from spiritual death. He makes you alive so you can see and trust in Jesus' perfect life and His death on Calvary's cross. The Son of God died taking the punishment for your sins. He was buried and He was resurrected on the third day defeating sin, death, and the devil. By believing this good news of the gospel, you are justified, forgiven, and adopted into the forever family of God. Specifically, again, as a backdrop for today's lesson, consider two points I just made. We are saved to the praise of God's glory. God's glory is the supreme purpose of our salvation. Secondly, notice this, believing in Jesus as your Lord. To believe in Jesus as your Lord means you commit to obey Him as your master, the boss of your life. As a matter of fact, part of the sin that you repent of is the sin of being the Lord and master of your own life. You repent of this selfishness of being the king of your life. You give up your rights to yourself. You happily become a slave of Jesus Christ. Jesus purchased us with His own precious blood on that old rugged cross. Therefore, we are commanded to glorify God in our conduct. We are to give our utmost for His highest. Christ must be magnified in every area of our lives, including 
including our media choices. Now as Christians, quote, let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ according to Philippians chapter 1 verse 27. By God's grace and for his glory, let's pursue integrity in our media choices. We submitted to Christ's lordship at salvation and we submit to Christ's lordship for sanctification, growing spiritually, becoming more conformed to Christ. Confessing that Jesus is Lord brings glory to God the Father according to Philippians chapter 2, verse 11. And 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31 tells us that whatever we do, do all to the glory of God. Included in this whatever you do of 1 Corinthians 10.31 is our application today. Making wise, God-honoring media choices for ourselves and our families. Before we get directly into the material for today's lesson, I want you to further understand this connection between this glorifying God principle and the Lordship principle. The Lordship principle is inseparably intertwined with the glorifying God principle. Simply put, these two principles go hand in hand. The only way we can glorify God is by submitting to the authority of Jesus Christ's lordship over our lives. I got a, more of a handle on that this week, and that was one of the highlights of my week, is understanding that be- better. And that really is, has been a blessing in my life. It makes me want to worship God. I'll say that again. The only way we can glorify God is by submitting to the authority of Jesus Christ's lordship over our lives. These two principles, glorifying God and submitting to Christ's Lordship, will help you to make wise media choices for you and your family. Okay, now we're more prepared to get the most out of today's Sunday school lesson. As you know, our culture is media-saturated. Movie theaters, televisions, video games, laptops, cell phones, smartphones, text messages, music downloads, emails, Facebook, podcasts, blogs, tweets, and much more. They crash upon us daily. Wave after wave of audiovisual stimuli is drowning our culture in a sea of sinfulness. It should be obvious that the entertainment aspect of media is overwhelmingly dominated by this evil world system. Consider movies, for example. Most of Hollywood's movies use filthy language and lewd humor. They glorify violence and glamorize lust and immorality. Many of the video games contain intense violence, bad language, use of drugs, alcohol, and have strong sexual content. Players gain points by murdering, stealing, deceiving, coveting, and worse things, according to the chapter in the book from last week's lesson. By the way, that's how I know about that. Just reading that chapter. Think about this. Simply turning on the television or logging on to the internet can lead us to temptation to sin. The author of the chapter for today's lesson writes this. Yet most Christians do not seem appropriately concerned. They should be. I wholeheartedly agree. We should be. I thank God that you are showing appropriate concern right now by showing up for today's lesson. Mr. Kurt Gebbards, the author, accordingly lays out three scriptural principles that will biblically guide us to make wise media choices. These three principles are one, carefully avoid temptations that feed your areas of weakness. And and I'll be repeating these. You'll have time to write them down. Two, make the most of the time God has given you. 
And three, worship God above all else, even in your media choices. Carefully avoid temptations that feed your areas of weakness. Make the most of the time God has given you. And three, worship God above all else, even in your media choices. After this, we will go to the second main focus of this chapter, shepherding your children through wise media choices. And our lesson is going to end with five sets of practical questions that will guide us in mapping out our media consumption strategy for our families. The first principle that should shape our media choices is this. Carefully avoid temptations that feed your areas of weakness. Carefully avoid temptations that feed your areas of weakness. We must develop a battle plan. Because 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11 says this, Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust which war against your soul. That was 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11. Fleshly lusts refers to our sinful desires within us. And these fleshly lusts or sinful desires, they come from our sin nature. And these sinful desires are the enemy within us. This enemy must be defeated, conquered. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11 tells us that these fleshly lusts or sinful desires war against the soul. These sinful desires wage a military campaign against our soul or inner person. How do we abstain from fleshly lust? The Bible tells us, praise God. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 tells us how. Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. In Galatians 5, 16. The Spirit is the Holy Spirit. As we are learning more deeply, to walk means a habitual lifestyle. To walk means you're moving forward, making progress. When we walk in the Spirit as Christians, we have the power of the Holy Spirit to make wise media choices that are pleasing to God. And by the way, that's our heart's desire is to, is to please God as Christians. To obey the Holy Spirit is to obey the Holy Scriptures. <coughs> Ephesians chapter 5.18b Ephesians 5.18b commands us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. To be filled with the Spirit is the same thing as walking in the Spirit. So how do we walk in the Spirit? We walk in the Spirit by letting the Word of Christ, the Bible, to dwell in us richly according to Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Colossians 3, 16. Part of this verse says this, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Consider the term dwell. We are learning that dwell means to be at home in all the rooms of our individual hearts. This includes letting the Word of Christ dominate, be the Lord over the media room, so to speak, of our hearts. I want to encourage you. We can, brethren, we can carefully avoid any type of media temptation by walking in the power of the Spirit of God, armed with the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, all to the glory of God. Amen? And we're being equipped to do that this morning. In addition to our sin natures, we have to fight the good fight of faith against this world system. As I mentioned earlier, this world system is evil and it is dominated by its ruler, Satan. God warns us, do not love this world system. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. James chapter 4, verse 4 is a warning. It thunders. Do not, pardon me, do you not know 
That friendship with the world is enmity or hostility with God. Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Genuine Christians do not love the world's system of entertainment media. Genuine Christians are not friends of this world's system of sinful media. Before we became Christians, before we became Christians, we indulged in the media of this world system as a lifestyle with no godly sorrow for that sin. Makes me sick just to think about it. But now, our position in Christ should foster a growing submission to, the, to His Lordship over all our media decisions and choices. 1 John chapter 2, verse 16 continues the warning about this ungodly world system. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Let's look at just one part of this verse. The lust of the eyes. Jesus preached this in the Sermon on the Mount of Matthew chapter 5, verse 28. Whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Matthew 5, 28. See that? God desires truth in the inward parts. This is why we must be extremely careful to avoid the carnality of pornography in our media choices. We must avoid pornography like the plague. How do we do this? Thank God He equips us with the Bible for our battle for holiness and purity. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Proverbs 4.23 says this, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. How do we keep our hearts with all diligence? Psalm 119, verse 11 tells us how. Your word I have hidden or treasured in my heart that I might not sin against you. Bible memorization. Even more precisely is this. Psalm 101, verse 3a empowers integrity. I will set nothing wicked before mine eyes. By the way, some of these verses, men ought to have memorized. Another Bible translation puts it this way. I refuse to look at anything vile and vulgar. Men and young middle school boys, let's embrace Job's example in Job chapter 31, verse 1. I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a girl. I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a girl. Job chapter 31, verse 1. Let's now briefly try to better understand this connection between the sinful world and our sinful desires. The devil uses the entertainment media to market worldly or ungodly pleasures. The deceiver very cleverly tries to entice us with beautiful baits to draw us away to catch us, to entrap us, to destroy our families. I'd like you to briefly turn to James chapter 1, verse 14. James chapter 1, verse 14. The John MacArthur Study Bible, as you're turning comments, just as animals can be drawn to their deaths by attractive baits. Temptation promises something good, which is actually harmful. 
James chapter 1 verse 14. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away or carried away by his own desires and enticed. The entertainment media dangles the tasty looking bait but does not show you the painful hook inside the bait. Moreover, the worldly media tries to sell us the devil's lies, devil's lie that we can enjoy this pleasurable bait without negative consequences. Popular movies, websites, secular music, music videos, etc. have this underlying premise. You ought to indulge in all this stuff if you want to be happy. This is a world gone wrong. In sharp contrast, right thinking, biblical thinking is this. Christians who immerse, and I would say temporarily because the Holy Spirit's not going to leave you there because you'll be miserable. Christians who immerse themselves in the filth of worldly media will not be happy. Foolish decisions, foolish choices like compromising with this world's media lead to godly sorrow. Extreme sadness. Mr. Gebbard writes, Consider the sins of adultery, witchcraft, homosexuality, lying, stealing, cheating, and slandering. In Scripture, the consequences of engaging in these are grief, regret, remorse, pain, difficulty, and discipline. The reality is this. Ungodliness leads to sadness. While holiness leads to happiness. Holiness leads to happiness. Each of us is responsible to be vigilant, to wisely avoid the subtle schemes of Satan. We must be vigilant, scripturally and prayerfully. By God's strengthening grace, we can, we can skillfully apply biblical doctrine to discern the deceptions of the devil. According to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 and 8a, 1 Peter chapter 5, Verse 7 to 8a, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom you may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith. The Lord helps us to be watchful for the wiles of the wicked one. Dear brethren, we can resist Satan's media schemes by remaining steadfast, by remaining strong in Scripture. Please do not misunderstand. We can't blame our sin on the devil. And we surely can never blame sin on God, which the previous verse, James 1, chapter 1, verse 13 points out. Remember, James 1, 14, but each one is tempted when he is drawn or carried away by his own desires and enticed. Also, think about this process. Verse 15 says, Then, when... Desire has conceived that gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Please continue to strive in listening here. That's a part of worship, is listening as carefully as you can. I'm sharing the theological foundation that can have a dramatic impact on your ability to say no to unwise or foolish media choices for you and your family. We have the theological foundation first. That's very important. Then we build on that. Our sinful desires are aroused when a temptation first appears. We, we feel, did you hear that? 
we feel attracted to the media bait of temptation to ungodliness. Here is what we need to do immediately. We better nip this desire in the bud. This is our battle plan. The battle is fought in the mind because this is where sin is conceived. Yes, we have been renewing our minds here at Calvary Baptist Church with theology and doctrine or teaching. We are getting equipped, outfitted to use resurrection power to say no to the temptations of worldly, ungodly entertainment media. We will take captive all thoughts to the obedience of the Lordship of Jesus Christ to the glory of God. We will not delay. We will not be deceived. We will not rationalize and make lame excuses about why we will go after a particular sin from worldly media. Amen? We will not ignore our consciences. Don't ignore your conscience. We won't be foolish and ignore our soul's warning system against danger. We will not ignore our Bible-saturated conscience. We will continue to diligently develop a Bible-saturated mind and conscience so that we can stand strong against this media-saturated culture. By God's empowering grace, we submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We lovingly obey His command. Hear that? We lovingly obey His command for us to watch and pray lest we enter into temptation. Matthew chapter 26, verse 41. Matthew 26, 41. We pray with faith that God will deliver us from the evil one in Matthew 6, 13. By faith we obey. By faith we obey. Reminds me of Hebrews. Trusting fully in the promise of God that He will provide a way for us to escape, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Okay, we are finally ready to transition to the next principle. We have focused on the putting off of sinful media choices so far. The putting off. But putting off the bad is only part of our battle plan. We also put on the good. We also put on the good. This putting on the good pushes us to this next principle for making wise media choices for ourselves and for our families. Principle number two is this. Make the most of the time God has given you. Make the most of the time God has given you. Let's glorify God. Let's honor God by being good stewards of the time He has graciously granted to us. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, 1 Corinthians 4, 2 reminds us, it is requiring stewards that one be found faithful. Please turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. Ephesians 5, 15. It's a beautiful sound to hear the pages turning. No substitute for that. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. Here the Apostle Paul challenges us to walk in wisdom. We want to walk in wisdom in our media choices. I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 to 17 in the New King James. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. 
Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Ephesians 5.15 again says, See then that you walk circumspectly. To walk circumspectly means to walk carefully, as your translation may read. The next part of verse 15 says, Not as fools or unwise, but as wise. Ephesians 5.16 reflects our principle number two. Redeeming the time. Or making the most of your time. Or rescuing your, your time from foolish uses and using it for a godly use. Redeeming the time or making the most of your time because the days are evil. And the, the term for time here refers not to clock time directly. The term for time here refers to a fixed season of our lives that God has allocated to us. Within this boundary of time, we strive to be good stewards to accomplish what God has planned for our lives. And of course, this involves the wise use of clock time within that. Walking in wisdom and using our time wisely go hand in hand. Do you see that? In contrast, walking in foolishness and wasting time go hand in hand. Movies, TV shows, the internet, and other forms of media can waste hours of precious time on a daily basis. Even small amounts of wasted time on a daily basis can add up to years of wasted time over a lifetime. And to quote a previous chapter in the book, Recent studies show that the average American watches more than four hours of television per day, which spread over a 70-year lifespan, amounts to nearly 12 years of viewing, of viewing time, unquote. Much time is also wasted in blogging, video games, and surfing the Internet. If you add, add all that up, it's probably double that. Listen to what John Piper says about television. Television is one of the greatest... Life wasters of the modern age. I wholeheartedly agree. The glory of our trying God and the Lordship of Jesus Christ demands good stewardship of our time. Let's not foolishly waste our time in thoughtless media consumption. Let's not foolishly waste time mindlessly gazing at a screen. Instead, let's thoughtfully gaze and behold the glory of our majestic God as he is revealed in the Bible. We are saved to serve. We are saved to serve. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared, prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2.10 Let's invest our time wisely in eternal things. This is God's will. This includes honoring God in our jobs by working hard, as if He is our, our employer. Middle school students, this includes giving God your very best in your schoolwork, your very best. Please don't let fun with video games and media crowd out your study time. That's a common problem I found out in researching this. Give God your very best in your schoolwork. By using our media time wisely, in moderation, in moderation, as a side note, media all by itself is neutral. It's how it's used. It can be used wisely for God or unwisely. Falling in Satan's trap. 
By using our media time wisely in moderation, we open up time for the most important things. Time with our families, serving our families and others, fellowshipping, evangelizing, and especially time for Bible study and prayer. Dear brethren, time is a gift from God. It, it, it is so precious. It is so precious. In Psalm chapter 90, verse 12, Psalm 90, verse 12, Moses prays this. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Here's a question for you to think about. Are you being a good steward of God's precious gift of time? We will be accountable at the judgment seat of Christ for our stewardship of time. That is a sobering thought. Not only are we saved to serve God, we are saved to worship God. This brings us to principle number three. We'll look at this one briefly for making wise media choices for you and your family. Number three, worship God above all else, even in your media choices. Worship God above all else, even in your media choices. The author of this chapter writes so powerfully here, I'm going to quote him. As Christians, God is to be our all-encompassing passion. Jesus Christ is the pearl of great price. Matthew 13, 45-46. There's nothing greater than knowing and pursuing Him. Philippians 3, 8. Christ is our supreme value, 1 Peter 2, 7. He offers us unending joy and satisfaction, Psalm 16, 11. The treasures of His fellowship are found deep within the minds of prayer, scripture reading, and worship, Psalm 63, 1-5. In our relationship with Christ, we invest whatever is necessary to gain infinite returns, unquote. How does this quote relate to our media choices? I had to think about that after I read the quote there in the book. Wise media choices will do this. Wise media choices will fan the flames of our passion for worshiping God. Wise media choices will fan the flames of our passion for worshiping God. Practically, we do this. Practically, we put off worldly media choices and we put on godly media choices. Think about, think about that. Think about how the gospel is being spread around the world today through various media forms. Think about how we enjoy listening to sermons in various media forms. Think about how blessed we are to be enraptured with godly Christian music in various media forms. Think about how blessed we are with the resources listed on our church website for our edification. Yes, we can use the media for the glory of God. Parents, now we are ready to briefly discuss shepherding your children through wise media choices. Shepherding your children through wise media choices. As Christian parents, we can have a profound impact on our children by shepherding their hearts. Did you hear that? By shepherding their hearts with biblical parental guidance. Dads and moms, be encouraged. Persevere. Your diligent efforts in raising godly children are likely... Let's be, let's be biblical here. Are likely, not guaranteed, but likely to succeed. According to Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. We want to train our children with God's word. This verse shows us that early childhood training secures lifelong godly habits. 
The flip side of that is bad habits established when you're young are very hard to break when you get older. The book for, for today's lesson contains the following three points to help us as parenting, parents in shepherding our ch children through media choices. One, be a good example of self-control with your media choices. Be a good example of self-control with your media choices. Two, stand guard against sinful influences. Stand guard against sinful influences. And three, stimulate spirituality. Kind of sounds unusual the way you put it there, but stimulate spirituality uh, with your family. First, as parents, be a good example of self-control with media. As parents, we must set a godly example that is worthy to be followed by our children. Consider the Apostle Paul who wrote this in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 1. Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. As the spiritual leaders of our families, we must set an example of submitting to the Lordship of Jesus Christ in our lives. We teach our kids by our lips in their lives, by what we say and by what we do. Mr. Gebbers asked this challenging question. If we are always watching television, even if it is relatively good television, what message does that send to our kids? I would like to share with you one of the most important leadership decisions I made for me and my family regarding television. In my second year of marriage to my beautiful Bob Michelle, I did this. I decided that it was best for me in my house to have zero TV channels. Zero. No cable, TV, etc. Zero. And why did I do this? I did this as a part of my personal battle plan for pursuing purity and holiness. As a side note, you may be thinking, you can turn, you can turn the channels. Just turning the TV on is dangerous because you don't even know what kind of commercial is going to come on. We have a TV set that is used in moderation uh, for videos that are helpful and not harmful for my family. And this was two years before we started having children. I firmly believe this godly leadership decision has been very beneficial for my family. And furthermore, I pray and believe that this TV decision will actually have a tremendous and positive God-glowing multi-generational impact. That's what I'm praying for. The second point for shepherding your children through media choices is this. The second point, stand guard against sinful influences. Stand guard against sinful influence. It is crucial for us as parents to watch over our family with vigilance. The reality is that our children are targeted as prime consumers in the media market. Our children are so vulnerable. It is our duty before God to protect them. May God help us to protect their eyes, ears, and hearts from ungodly media. Listen, Satan wants to kill, steal, and destroy our children. We will not let this happen. With biblical guidance, we will provide the parental guidance to safeguard our children. Amen? Parents need to know Listen to this. Parents need to know and control every form of media our children are allowed to have access to. That is not legalism. That is loving our kids. This is protection and guidance. This type of protection and guidance is Christian parenting. 
We can shepherd their hearts by explaining and teaching the godly motives for right behavior. I have a very challenging question for you. Do you think it is wise or foolish to allow your children to have private access to any media device such as cable television in their bedrooms or internet cable computers in their bedrooms? A third point for shepherding our children through media choices is this. Stimulate spirituality with your family. Stimulate spirituality with your family. Instead of spending evenings watching television, let's spend that prime time as family time for talking and even reading together. Turn off the TV and tune in to your children. This provides a wise use of time to build relationships with our children and gospel opportunities to lead them to Jesus Christ. What could be more important than that? The author of this chapter does not specifically mention family worship. However, I believe this is one of the best ways to instill godliness into your family. As a side note, the godless people that ever lived in this country by far were the Puritans and they had family worship twice a day. Part of the vision I have for building a godly family includes this. Family worship. I thank God for this. About four and a half years ago, I started this. In short, family worship is this, very briefly. It consists of a short period of Bible reading, singing the hymns, and prayer. Many other things are incorporated for variety to keep everybody interested and motivated. For example, a godly use of media is exemplified when my kids are pleading with me, can we watch Way of the Master? Can we watch Way of the Master? Or can we watch Pilgrim's Progress? I love it. I pray and believe that this decision to have nightly family worship will have a tremendous impact on leading my children to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I also pray and believe that leading family worship will have a multi-generational impact for the glory of our trying God. I believe that with all my heart. And I'm praying for that. I am so appreciative for the Sunday school teachers and Awana teachers we have here at Calvary Baptist Church. I really am. Thank you so much. They've been a blessing for my children. However, they are supposed to be supplements to the primary spiritual leadership of the parents in the home. Fathers, especially fathers, we must diligently teach our children all the time as a lifestyle, morning, noon, and night. I call it Operation Saturation. According to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7. What a blessing to have the privilege of saturating our kids with biblical truth. A few topics. We're talking about sin, hell, God, salvation, and heaven. As a side note, don't be afraid to teach your kids about hell. At a young age, they're more likely to believe it than an adult. With new hearts, let me go back. Most importantly, our goal is to do what? Is to lead our kids to salvation in Jesus Christ. 
That's our greatest mission field. With new hearts, they will have the will and the ability to make wise media choices for themselves and for their future families. When you're talking to your kids, you're talking about when they're married, what they can do with their kids. I talk about what I'm going to do when I'm a granddaddy, Lord willing. Just paint a picture, a vision. Tell them why you're doing these things. Let's set a higher standard, God's glorious standard for ourselves and for our families. Let's finish this lesson with five sets. Five sets of practical and hard-hitting questions. These questions are going to motivate you to repent. They're going to motivate you to repent where the Holy Spirit is convicting you. These questions will also help us in creating our unique strategies for our individual families for wise, God-pleasing media choices. These questions come right out of the book that we are using, uh, using right thinking in a world gone wrong. Hopefully I can go through these questions and the ones that you're being convicted by, I jot those down and then we can have a few minutes for, for me to try to field a few of your challenging questions. And these questions also serve as a review. Number one, honestly assess your media consumption. List the TV shows you watch regularly. From the biblical standards you've learned in this chapter, do you need to make some changes? Are you exposing yourself to corrupting influences? Are you exposing yourself to corrupting influences? Do you need to make some changes? Number two, understand your responsibility to redeem the time and use it wisely for God's glory. Are you spending too much time watching television, surfing the web, or participating in other media-driven activities, such as video games. As a side note, Greg Ho talked about video games last week, and they're scientifically designed to, to addict you. I wouldn't go near anything that's scientifically designed to addict you. That's different from going out and playing football. Consider what you want to make of your life in light of Christ's call for faithfulness to Him. Matthew 25, 23. Consider what you want to make of your life in light of Christ's call for faithfulness to Him. Are you abusing your freedom in Christ for your own leisure and pleasure? Galatians 5, 13. Or are you exerting yourself in service to the Lord? Number four. Compare your media intake with your intake of God's Word. Are you more devoted to your own entertainment and amusement than you are to God's precious word? What plan of action will you take to address this? Number five, honestly assess the example you offer to your kids. Do you need to make any changes or improvements? Will you sit down with your family, admit your failure in this area, and set up a new plan of action? action. That's talking about sitting your family down and repenting in front of them. Remember that your responsibility as a parent is to provide spiritual leadership and guidance for your children in the home.
we have about 11 minutes for me to try to field your challenging questions. So I'd, I'd really um, think it'd be beneficial to have some questions. Okay, what I'll do is I'll try to think of some questions too. Yes, Roy? Thank you so much. Thanks, Roy. And we do need to um, encourage each other. And it's important to point out that how we implement these biblical principles can be unique to each of our families. As we learned from chapter 1, I wasn't here, but Greco talked about the gray areas. So in the application of how we do this, there are some gray areas. And... Um, we need to cons cons consider that. And if you have a conviction about something something, uh, and how you're going to implement this, we need to uh, implement that, even though someone else may not have a conviction about it. Like my example with uh, TV, um, I don't expect everybody to do that, but I do hope that motivates you to perhaps cut back on uh, some of the TV that you're, that you're watching, um, even good TV. Even if it's something good, if you're spending too much time well, with that to neglect of something else, um, it's, good, it's good to put that off and then put on godly choices. Yes, Richard.
Yes, putting off and putting on is a replacement principle, and that's very important. And one thing we can do is just put on godly thoughts, as Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 tells us, to put on godly thoughts and meditate on those. Yes, Shay. Yes, thanks, Shay, for sharing that. Um, I mean, sometimes we get into video games and stuff, and don't have it because our kids don't go outside because they call football anymore. They don't go out, you know, and if they do go out there, you're wondering what kind of problem you're going to get home and what's going to happen out there. You know? So you kind of you find yourself going to sit around looking at the walls and doing that. You know, you're beat and tired from Sit there and you kind of almost get into the streets. 
Right. It is a battle. <clears throat> My angle is really to challenge y'all this morning and not to emphasize about having a balance and all that. But Shay's, uh, um, what you were talking about, and, and Fred, that goes back to the, it shows that parents, you're, within your family, you're making uh, decisions for your family and, you, and using all that as teachable moments. And of course, you know, video, Use when it's not glorifying, you know, violence and all those things that are, you know, worldly. Uh, in moderation, of course, that's just really a, a part of being a kid is having extra time, you know, to play. It's just that just needs to be moderated. That's all. And I purposely didn't emphasize that today. But that's true. As the kids are getting older, we're letting go of moral control, and they are becoming independent, and we need to shepherd their hearts, lead them to Christ, and that way they'll want to obey, not to avoid a spanking or anything like that, but they want to obey because they want to honor God. They'll want to obey even when no one's around because they, they want to please God. So that's where we're, that's where we're headed. Francisco? Discipline is very important, and we can guide our kids to make wise choices. We need to uh, lead ourselves so that we can lead our kids, and we can help each other and talk about uh, practical ways that we're implementing, uh, helping our family with wise media choices. And also you can do uh, you know, additional research, like on Al Mohler's uh, website and things like that, and find out up-to-date uh, statistics and, and problems that, that are uh, caused by overuse of media. We didn't touch on that, but there's a lot of problems that are coming out in the research. It is 1031, so let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for um, challenging us with the information uh, in this book. Help us to be godly parents and help us to guide our kids to make wise uh, media choices, um, not only avoiding 
videos or other media that's uh, worldly, but also even if something's neutral or um, relatively clean, we, I pray that we can help them to not waste their time by spending inordinate or too much time with that to the neglect of pursuing pursuing you, God. So help us to um, uh, show grace and charity uh, among ourselves as we work out these principles in different ways uh, among our families. And just uh, help us. And also uh, pray, lastly, for the young people that are here. I just pray that um, they would be champions uh, for Jesus Christ. And they would use their time very wisely, uh, realizing that God can use uh, use them, even when they're young, to have a big impact on this country. And I pray they'll use their time wisely again so that they can uh, be leaders Christian leaders in this country. We desperately need that. Thank you for today. Continue to bless it in Jesus' name. Amen.